Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring Ramon Foster. He's out there in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports here in downtown Pittsburgh. And we promised on yesterday's show that we would pump it up a little bit. We kind of started dragging toward the end of the show. Did you notice that, Mo? We did, man. And I, I, that's not us. Well, well. No. If it's bad, we got to call it bad, right? But yes, in general, like, okay, new week. Wednesday starts a new week. That's what we're rock out, DK. Right. That's it. We're, we're Wednesday, Right. Wednesday is the start of the work week in football, and that's where we are as well. And when I get to, when I get to thinking about a positive related mm-hmm. to this team, I get to thinking about the way – Mike Tomlin has spoken over the past 72 hours about yeah. Kenny Pickett. Uh, he sees something that he likes. He sees something beyond whatever the numbers are and certainly beyond yeah. those two trying a little too hard interceptions there at the end. And yeah. I, I got to say something here because that's not all that common with this head coach. He's not one to go you know, embracing young players. He <laughs> wants them to earn. I know, I know, right? So, yeah. So what is it you think, Moan, that he's seeing? Well, number one, I think it's because Kenny's the guy. Like, he is. Like, almost everyone to a T that I've listened to talk about Kenny Pickett from yourself to people on big networks to us just seeing him. Nobody is really saying anything bad about Kenny because I think they all see the talent and what he has. They see the attitude and how he approaches the game. They see his play. They see his athletic ability, too, which we hadn't talked a lot about anyway. Like seeing his wheels and how he gets down the field, man, and his his toughness. I think Coach knows he can build off of this. I think Coach knows also. This is my quarterback. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, that's that's it. the ultimate thing. Like, say what y'all want to. <laughs> like, Coach T get raw in the meeting rooms and, and, and just blunt about, and he won't do it with us, but it'd be like, look, y'all better get your stuff together because this is where we're, we're laying our head at. It's on Kenny Pickett, man, and I'm glad to kind of see him embrace that. And I think he know what all of us know, too. It's a matter of surrounding him with the right people. And I won't even say that C word coaches, but, uh, or coordinator, but it's just a matter of time before all this grows. Like him to be throwing over 40 passes and getting for like 72%, I think in that Miami game shows that he, the accuracy is there, the way he competes, the way he goes about the preparation. And the last thing is how he simply shut up when it wasn't his turn to talk when Mr. Trubisky was quarterback. That says a lot too. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. I, I mentioned it on a show earlier this week, and I, I want to keep calling attention to it. That fourth and six play that he yeah. throws that he throws that bullet across the middle to Pat Fryermuth for a twenty-one yard gain. Yeah, you watch Kenny's body language on that, and his body language looked no different than after the pick. Yeah, it's the the pick doesn't occur. Because he's a rookie going, whoo, yeah. the pick occurs because he made a bad decision. He tried mm-hmm. something a little bit too hard. He, he, you know, he thought Deontay Johnson was coming back to the ball. Deontay didn't. That doesn't mean Deontay screwed up either, by the way. It's just a matter of, of it, chemistry, man, and reps. And, and how do you get that, Moan? 
it, practice and time yeah. and messing up again. <laughs> DK, when he got the keys to the car and when he unlocks the building in the morning, we said this was going to happen. There's a level of growth that has to be had with Kenny. Like, look at <laughs> we can go down the list of all the young quarterbacks in this league as far as what their trajectory was. The thing was, Patrick Mahomes had a year before he actually took off, right? Like, because he sat behind Alex Smith and he was the guy torturing their practice squad. But for the most part, most rookie quarterbacks will go through this, man. And I think it's okay. It's just we're not used to it. And we're not used to it because we've always had been in this era of football. In the 2000s, we've laid our head on him, knowing we're going to walk into, into stadiums and compete. And this is the other part, too, DK. The reason he's so complimentary of, 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 of Kenny Pickett, too, is Ben's situation is night and day compared to what Kenny's walked into. He walked into an older veteran season, defensively locked team he yeah. had a, a all pro guard he had a, a pro bowl players up front season guys kendall simmons okay veterans around him hall of that's famers. not this team yeah. hall of famers yeah. Yeah. wide receivers like legitimately you check the box on every single one of those things needed for a rookie quarterback to succeed he had him yep. kenny's not there and this team isn't either no and uh, the, the other thing that jumps out about what what tomlin says about pickett Man, has he emphasized this a lot with a lot of guys, but especially younger guys, is how they are in stadiums. Yeah. And I want to ask you, because you as a player had to hear that a lot, whether it was related to yourself or to others or whatever, what does he mean specifically? What's he looking for? What are the tips, uh, good or bad, that let him know, hey, I can't be sending this guy out through the tunnel on Sunday? Man, what he looks for is – the competitive nature, how you are, as he liked to say, when stuff get tight. And there's been a lot of tightness this year. Wait, didn't he, he do that? Tight. Tight, yes, <laughs> exactly. Or, or or when, you know, he said in the face of adversity, don't blink. Like, as you said just a second ago, before you even asked that question, on the pick and the completion, right? Like, Kenny was the same. And, and, and situations where we lost players throughout the season, everybody to a man stayed 10 toes down and looked the other team in their face and said, let's go battle. Kenny has that. That's what you're looking for when it comes down to a stiller type, right? Like a guy that, man, I know I'm a little banged up, but I'm going. Like that's how it goes in that room, in that building, the way you characterize guys. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not <laughs> cute. Like when guys started to do their own thing on the team, no matter what though, DK, they still showed up and played hard-nosed football when it came down to social media and everything else. Yeah, no question about that. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, we're going to use not the C word that Ramon was talking about, the R word that no one likes to talk about. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Ramon didn't know what I meant by the R word. Did. about that how many of you did without cheating and looking over at the the, the, the video thing be honest <laughs> it's rebuilding oh i thought it was retirement i was no. like who's retired <laughs> i could see where a player would have that as their r word losing will push that forward i know that much oh no that is <laughs> that is way too good uh rebuilding is a concept that is so foreign to the steelers that it's almost yeah. It's almost the answer to a trivia question. Like, when was the last time that they dot, dot, dot? Yeah. And I think you could make an argument that it was 
host Chuck Knoll, but then Bill Cower comes in, and oh. you know that didn't take very long. And in Pittsburgh specifically, when when anyone hears the term rebuilding, it's associated with the baseball team, which yeah. is a perpetual decades long rebuild. In the NFL, it doesn't take that long, does it? Nah, man, because free agency is such a thing as far as impact players. Like you can ha- you can have a few role players, and you on on a team, right? On the, on a team, DK, you need. Let's look at the Buffalo Bills, right? A quarterback, a dynamic edge rusher, about one or two good receivers. Heck, Dawson Knox is a good tight end, but they don't have like he he's not the first one to come to mind, right? And some 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 mean guys at linebacker, and maybe one or two D linemen. You need honestly of the twenty two starters that you have about five to seven dynamic players. Am I am I off on that, DK? No, I think that's about right, except that the problem with it is when you say it to this audience, and, and rightly so, mm-hmm. uh, they can start counting up you know, guys like that on, the, on this Pittsburgh team, and it's nowhere near enough. But, so, but see, that's the other part, too, of it, is from those seven, five to seven dynamic players, you need some really good role players, okay? You, you have to, when you spoke about the O-line and the D-line being just that solid, okay, in the sense of, all right, who's going to stop the run? Who's going to be able to block well? Like, let's be honest. Myself, Alejandro, very solid at what we've done. Gilbert, very solid at what we've done. Chooks came in as a young guy and played a role really well. Really well. Marquise and Dave. Hey, you're all pros, right? At running back, had a dynamic Pro Bowl wide receiver. Uh, running back, had one or two Pro Bowlers, like just solid. AB was the all pro guy. Defensively, had Shea, or you had a hard nosed, solid guy like Vince Williams. So you see what I'm saying? Like it's not necessarily all eggs in one basket, but your guys outside of that, hey, big poster board on the outside of the stadium, gotta be, have to be, better be very solid and respectable at their position. And there isn't a lot of that. And, of course, the same way you can say, well, this team got one or two. Okay, I know Mink is very dynamic, right? I know Cam is very dynamic. TJ, when he's out there, Alex Highsmith is like that. Heck, I can even go as far as saying Deontay's solid, went good. George Pickens, goodness, if we see more of him, you know you got him. Like, in general, though, DK. Who's George Pickens? The guy that everybody wants more of. Oh, okay. But... That's another story about that C word we said we wasn't going to mention. Okay. No, no. You we're keep sa- trying we're, to drag we're, me. We're saving him. We're, 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 we'll get back yeah. to him on Thursday. Yeah. But assuming he's still employed. There are some of those components of very dynamic players. It's honestly the other guys that got to fill in better roles to where they need to take the seriousness of their job. You know, and I don't want to compare it to me, but there is a level of DK of, well, if that guy's at that part, like I knew Dave was an all pro Pro Bowl guy. Well, guess what? You're not going to leave me in the shadows. You know, it's okay to have that type of competition to where Le'Veon's a guy, or guess what? D will or, or James Conner. You're not going to leave him in the shadows. Yeah, see that that's, that's the, that's the part that's missing. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, the players that you need to take where they are on that team. You talk right. a lot about roles. Okay, yeah. well, take that role that you have, regardless of the scope of it, regardless of the pedigree or yeah. the expectations, and ace it to the best of your ability. This team has a whole lot of nothing 
where it needs to have at least something. You know, keep singling out Malik Reed, but that's you're getting nothing. It's not that you don't have TJ Watt, right? Okay, it's that you don't have anything mm-hmm. at that position, and that's difficult to overcome. Yeah, you can't. It's like playing shorthanded. Mm-hmm. You know, it is like like think about that that what was it 2008 defense as dynamic as it was, right? Look at that. Kiesel wasn't a Pro Bowler. Okay, Hamp didn't make it to a couple years later. You had Foot wasn't a Pro Bowler. Ryan Clark wasn't a Pro Bowler. Like think Ike wasn't a Pro Bowler. But what will Steeler Nation say about all those guys? Oh, you know what they'd say? Can I what? can I finish it? Yeah, this is what you say. Wait. That dude never made the Pro Bowl. Come on, or that or that dude really? I didn't know that because you just presumed that they did. Yes. You know, I think most people presume that you did. You, you see what I'm no, saying? No, no, but I'm saying I mean, you said like you. It's a there's a there's just a re, a reflex there when you're when you're talking about someone like yourself. Brett Kiesel is a really good example as well. Yeah, I mean Brett Kiesel had periods. Yeah, of time where he looked like a star. Yeah, out on the field with what he was doing, and that's just man. And Kiesel made it later, but on that team, no. Travis Kersky, no Pro Bowl, right? Uh, like, like, like. There's a lot of guys. If you look at that group, like Joey was, but but in general, you had a young Will Gay playing his role. Like there's there's a lot of that. Where look, you better be really good. You ain't got to be great but be really good. And I don't know if we have a bunch of really good right now. No, there definitely is. But you know what is going to be really good? Talk to me. Hey, Mom? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. It's brought to you always by the Gitco Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. There are three expert chefs fine-tuning every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order these amazing items at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Moan. Yeah. Matthew Kristoff asks... Hey, Moan, I've been saying this for three plus years, but the offense really needs to develop some decent plays. Matthew's really going out on a limb here, but I digress. (laughs) Whenever I watch the Steelers play a team like Miami, I see three or four of Miami's offensive plays, and I think, man, I'd love to see the Steelers run that play. The same is true when I'm watching Green Bay, Kansas City, and San Francisco. Doesn't sound like Matthew's been watching Green Bay this year. No. Okay. (laughs) The Steelers, though, seem completely unimaginative. They could completely revitalize their playbook by watching a weekend of non-Steelers football. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a fair question. It's the assumption, though, that the playbook is small. Uh, The playbook is small. Let me me, me go through it real quick, man. No. We we can't assume that because I, I think this offense is so... I hate to even say young, but it's still so new and fresh that... And I honestly think the anxiety of Matt Canada is so raw when it comes down to calling plays. Why introduce anything new? Like, let's get what I've installed down. And this is the thing, too. I think for the most part, he has those plays in his playbook. It's a matter of knowing when and what situations to call them in. Also, like you, you got to understand, like, install and camp is usually like the first five to seven days. Every day, there are probably about 
five to seven, maybe 10 new plays a day. You're ingesting a lot. And then when the season comes, that portfolio shrinks down to probably, let's be honest, man, 15 different plays, maybe a smidge more, but it's not a whole lot of twisting and turning of what plays are. What you're seeing now is just simply Matt Canada's like like philosophies. You're seeing just his concepts and what he's comfortable with and what got him to the point of being an NFL offensive coordinator. That's what you're seeing right now. He's not going to go outside of the box. You can't expect him to run a Kyle Shanahan type of offense when you know for a fact that he's not capable of running those types of things. You can't expect him to run a Brian Dable type of offense when he probably does. I ain't going to say he doesn't understand it. He hasn't been underneath him enough or maybe he hasn't reached out to him and ask them why the NFL is a copycat league but in that it's got to be the right situations when you're doing those types of plays so it's not just hey a pick up and run with the heck yeah we're, we're having issues just getting yards you can't you can't script a Tyreek Hill play for someone who isn't Tyreek Hill yeah so that that's one way of looking at it um you you can though pick up on when other teams, and not just your opponent that day, yeah. but other teams are, let's say, for example, really utilizing the middle of the field. And I think Ooh. that's the one that jumps out at people more than anything else here. That's the biggest difference between the Steelers and everybody else, meaning there are 31 teams in the yeah. NFL that use the middle of the field. There's one that doesn't, even though on those yeah. occasions when it does, whether that's a second read, third read, or fourth and six to Friermuth, or whatever it is, they're effective at it. This is the part that makes you crazy, you know? Are you telling yeah. me that the playbook doesn't have these plays? They're, they're afraid? Do you think Mike Tomlin tells Matt Canada, listen, I don't want anybody thrown across the middle of the field? I mean, that's a possibility, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I guess in this situation, it really is personnel too then. Uh, Chase Claypool is an outside edge type of guy. Um, you look at, but Deontay. he's in the slot. He's in he's, the slot. But though, is he really? You know? And what does know. he do? Probably goes vertical or do a five yard stop. Like that's just where he's at. They all go vertical and do you a see? five yard stop. So <laughs> that's and, the route and, and, trees. And how effective is that? Again, I, I I challenge what his concepts and philosophies are. Like George Pickens is not an inside guy. He's not tight end. I mean, <laughs> I think he's still underutilized when it comes down to it too. So I I, I just don't get why I don't understand it. It's just not in them, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to give y'all an excuse. It just is not in them. And to go stealing plays or uh, copying plays, let's let's give that up. Like, it's it's not in them. If it's a copycat league, Moan, yeah. that concept is going to be put to a sore test this weekend because I want to see every team in the league running the Zach Gentry shovel pass. Let's see it. Let's see everybody do that it. That play was such a cop out hey, in the middle everyone. of the field. Hey, look what the look what they did. Look what Pittsburgh did. This is shovel pass to the backup tight end. Let's do the, that in the middle of the field again. <laughs> not knowing your personnel, not capable of it, man. That's fair to say. Uh, all right, Mo. Let's do one more uh, this week and and make sure that we're uh, set for this this weekend against Philadelphia. Absolutely. 